But I would like to direct our attention to 2 Kings chapter 19. 2 Kings chapter 19. And I hope this isn't too fragmented or too disjointed because there's really just a phrase or two that I've been kind of chewing on for several weeks. I read this a while back and I keep putting it on the shelf and taking it back down. I'm putting it on the shelf and taking it back down. And it's a little bit of a spiritualization of a text. It's not the primary meaning of the text, but I think you'll understand. I hope you'll you'll understand the application here. So if you know um, if you know the context, this is when the angel of the Lord, this is right before the angel of the Lord comes and kills one hundred and eighty five thousand Assyrians and uh, sends Sennacherib running. And, uh, and right before that, we have um, the, basically the, the context is that Israel had not been able to plant crops because of the, Syri- the Assyrians. They hadn't been able to plant crops around Jerusalem. And then uh, God promises that especially after even after the Assyrians leave, obviously the crops would not have been able to be planted. So how are they going to eat? God promised to feed his people for two years and uh, with what basically came up naturally by the by the will of the Lord, he was going to feed them from the land. But in the third year they would return to sowing. They would go back to planting. And um, But the application here is that like the crops, the remnant of the people would flourish supernaturally. And um, so, and, and God would multiply his blessing on the people. Uh, um, and I don't know that we're going to get to this part of the text, but the prophecy would be that Sennacherib would leave the way he came. And as we know, if we were to read on the text, even after the angel of the Lord kills 185,000 Assyrians, um, exactly that. Sennacherib takes the road that he came in on and leaves on. So uh, so with that, I'd like to begin reading in verse nine, uh, 29 of Second Kings chapter 19, verse 29, where the Bible says, This shall be a sign to you, and he's speaking to Hezekiah, and the word sign there has to do with proof. This is going to be a, a comforting proof to you. You shall eat this year such as grows of itself. And in the second year, what springs from the same. So I'm going to feed you for two years. In the third year, also in the third year, sow and reap. So go back to the cycle of sowing and reaping. Plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall take, shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. Those are the two phrases that have been in my head for several weeks. And um, take root downward and bear fruit upward for out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant and those who escape from Mount Zion the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this hmm. 
So I'll make a couple of applications, and then we'll pray today. And, um, you know, sometimes the person giving the meditation makes all the connections and all the application points, and we pray, and that's great. Sometimes, as we've been doing lately, we've been reading a text of Scripture and kind of just leaving it at that and letting our, in our praying, we kind of bring the applications out of the text. Well, today is kind of a hybrid, so I'm reading the text, and um, I'm going to give a few applications, but I believe that as we pray on this and as we think on this, you're going to come up with applications that I haven't seen you're going to have, especially if you were raised in, a, in an agricultural context or live in an ag- agricultural context, I don't know anything about farming, um, um, very little about growing, and I can, I can water grass and I can cut grass, and, uh, and my wife can grow flowers, and that's, that's about the extent of our, if we had to live on our agricultural ability, we would starve. Um, but here's the principle, take root downward. In other words, God could have caused, he could have continued to feed the people after the two years, but he asked them to participate, okay? Take root downward and bear fruit upward. So there was going to be a flourishing there was going to be a vibrant harvest. There was going to be a, 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 a flourishing result of their taking root downward. But God wanted partnership. And um, I just I look at our praying, and I'm thinking, over 500 days of praying, this is, this is plowing. This is taking root downward. This is really... This is getting behind the plow and really working hard. Could God bring a revival without our praying? Absolutely. And, and has worked in magnificent ways in the past. But for some reason, God wants our partnership. So ask, and it will be given. You have not because you ask not. So there is a partnership that God wants. Take root downward and bear fruit upward. Hmm. Verse 31, the zeal of the Lord, the passionate commitment of the Lord of hosts will do this. God's going to make it happen. God's going to make it happen. But he wants the taking of the root downward and bearing fruit upward. And I I just, uh, here's a a few comments, and then I'm going to, let me read a little bit more here, but a few comments. And I think we would all know this, kind of the, what's been referred to as the law of the harvest or the laws of the harvest. That would be if we don't reap, if we don't sow. Um, farmer can sit back and watch the corn or the wheat hopefully grow, but if he doesn't plant it, it's not going to come. And uh, if we, we don't reap, if we don't sow... So in our praying, we are sowing, and we are sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing, and oh, we love to see when the harvest comes, and we love to see localized harvest, and we love to see global harvest, if that would be the case. Um, but we don't reap 
if we don't sow. And sowing is hard. Sowing is really hard. It's probably why there's not a lot of farmers anymore, it seems like. So um, I often also thought, and this is a kind of a parallel thought, but yesterday, um, and this may not mean as much to those who are not in the U.S., but yesterday, um, 1963 was the Supreme Court decision that said no more prayer and Bible reading in public schools. Can't do it anymore. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. Well, there was the removal of the sowing of God's word in the hearts. And um, so there's not a spiritual reaping going on, and our culture has disintegrated. So um, if we don't sow, we can't reap. But also, we reap in a different season than we sow. So it's, uh, it takes a while. It takes a while. And it's a different season. And we're praying for a season of harvest. We're praying for, for an abundant harvest, but we have to sow first. But also, another law of the harvest is that we can be confident that growth is happening. We may not be able to see. We not be, may not be able to see the, um, what's the phrase here, the taking root downward. We may not be able to see it happening, but we can be confident that something's going on. There's life. There's life below the soil. And um, there's a the, the zeal of the Lord. In other words, I'm going to make this happen. So we, we know it's going to happen. But also, we, all, we often don't know when the life is going to be evident. I don't know if you've ever, you've ever planted grass seed. We moved into a house that's kind of a fixer-upper, and it will probably continue to be a fixer-upper until the Lord comes back. But, um, but, the, but the front yard in, in our neighborhood, uh, most of the houses have beautiful, beautiful front yards, and ours, ours was horrible. And so uh, I've spent probably the last seven years trying to get grass to grow in our front yard. And sometimes you can plant the grass, and then you, it's, it's not visible at all the day before. And you walk out the next day, and here we can start seeing green growing up out of the dirt overnight. So we don't know that the growth is happening. And we also don't know when the life will become evident but the zeal of the Lord can accomplish it. The passionate commitment of the Lord can accomplish it. So I was in um, I was in Denver earlier this week. I met with a group of people um, that I had met with in 2019, and then again in 2021. And uh, in 2019, I had the privilege of preaching in their church on corporate prayer. And they identified that from that Sunday, um, they said that we really hadn't done much with corporate prayer. But from 2019 until present, God has really done a great work in this church. And uh, they have continued and have grown and have seen some really neat things happening as a result of God's people praying together. Well, that's a lot of time and a lot of plowing by this church, but now they're rejoicing in some of the great fruit that they're seeing so we don't know when life will be evident and um but also often we reap 
more than we sow. Isn't that true? Sometimes we reap. I mean, you can put one, and I don't know what, I guess you plant kernels of corn. Is that what you do? You plant kernel, but when you when the corn stalk comes up, there's a whole lot more kernels. So we we often reap more than we sow, but also God can protect the crop. God can protect the crop as it's growing. Just like he would say, I'm going to take care of you, Israel, and I'm going to guard you. So um, let me finish reading by the verses 32 and, and following. He says, therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a she- with shield, nor build up a siege mount against it. In other words, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep the king of Assyria back away from you. And I love to think that even as we're praying, we're pushing back the darkness. And God, through our praying, is now allowing his Holy Spirit to work in hearts. This is, And, and by the way that he came, by the same shall he return. And he shall not come into this city, says the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And I'm just thinking of the people that we pray for on a regular basis. As we pray, we could say that God is holding back the darkness and God is working in their hearts and God is protecting them and God will bring fruit to their hearts. And we can pray for that. We can pray for the loved ones and family members and, and friends that we're praying for and knowing that, that it takes a long time sometimes for that fruit to come. But we can't have fruit unless we plant the seed, and God then protects the growing process. And may it be that we see much fruit from our praying, even as a result of praying together today.